This is the GMCF Podcast, an inside look at the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation. My name's Dave Lewis. I'm your host for the show. And in the GMCF Podcast, we introduce you to people in the community that make a difference. People behind the scenes here at the GMCF, whether it be members of the staff, members of the board of directors, trustees, donors, and we also have a lot of nonprofit organizations that talk about their events and their efforts, as well as their goals, and a lot of details that we have that we can share with you here on the GMCF Podcast. The GMCF Podcast is available wherever you get your podcasts, Spotify or Apple, and make sure you hit the subscribe button. Thank you for joining us today for the GMCF Podcast. The GMCF podcast today features discussion about the investment committee, and we're fortunate today to have the chair of the GMCF's investment committee, Matt Crocker, joining us here for the GMCF podcast. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. It's great to be here. Excited to have you. And and, and one of the things that we like to do, Matt, is just to get to know the people that come on the podcast. And you really are engaged in the community. And I'd just like to get a little bit of background, get to know you a little bit better. So so give me the Matt Crocker story in a minute or two. Okay, well, so I am uh, currently serve as president of SPS Companies, Inc., which uh, around here people know that more as the parent company for Steel and Pipe Supply. So people are familiar with Steel and Pipe. Um, and, uh, you know, in terms of community engagement, um, it's something that's been very important for the past leadership of our organization. And I was just blessed to join a company that really in, uh, encouraged it. And so I'm trying to follow in those footsteps. But once that got started, I think it's just it's it's very rewarding to have an opportunity to give back to the community. And the community foundation is certainly a way to do that. I have a vested interest in the community from a business perspective, but personally as well. I have three children, uh, one of which who's uh, graduated from the school district and is off to college now, but two mm-hmm. that are remaining and active in the community and um you know we just want to have a great wonderful place to live so how did you get into steel and pipe i actually i've known um dennis mullen who's our chairman for uh years i actually um actually mr goldstein as well uh, my father started working uh for mr goldstein um so this is my third uh, time being a resident of manhattan i was actually born here um but so was familiar with the the management and leadership of steel and pipe Came to school here, so that was my second time back in Manhattan after moving away. Spent some more time, you know, familiarizing myself with Dennis and reacquainting, and then left to start my uh, the real world. And my wife and I were in uh, the Chicago area and had just had our second daughter, and were interested in moving back closer to family. So I reached out to Dennis to, knowing he's in contact with lots of people in the business community, see if he knew of an opportunity that might fit and. Apparently, he thought it would fit at Steel and Pipe. So. Well, that worked out quite well for everybody. It worked out well for me, that's for sure. Now, you're only like the, the third or fourth, what, CEO of the company? Uh, yes, I'd be the fourth president and CEO of the, of the company, yes. Wow. Being as you grew up here, you have had, and you talked about community engagement just a little bit, mm-hmm. and that's something that I think that is so vital to to the Manhattan community is that we have people that, that love to come back because there's there's a tremendous amount of enthusiasm, a lot there's just an eclectic um, atmosphere around here. Is that part of what drew you back? Uh, yeah, I think again the community aspect of it, living in a big city. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong, there were a lot of great things about Chicago. We loved obviously a lot of wonderful restaurants, shows, and things of that nature, but um, when it comes down to raising a family, um, the, you know, the Manhattan area was uh, one that was really attractive. I was very familiar with it from being here a couple of times. And, 
Yeah, it's just the sense of community and and the size is nice. I mean, we certainly need to continue to grow, but growing in a managed way and being able to stay connected and feel um, feel like you're part of the community is really important to me. Much like your predecessors, you know, obviously mm-hmm. you've had some great mentors there at Steel and Pipe, and, and their engagement in the community is is probably about as strong as anybody in the community when you take a look at uh, some of the people that uh, uh, kind of paved the way for you to, to be in that capacity. Absolutely. I, again, I have tremendously large shoes to fill in that regards, but I'm trying my best, so I'm here yeah. today to kind of talk about some of okay. that. Okay. Well, let's talk a bit about your position here with the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation. Mm-hmm. You are the chair of the Investments Committee. This is a, one of the initial strong factors of the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation, is the, the investment process. Mm-hmm. Give us a little bit of a nutshell description of what is involved with the work that you do with the Investment Committee. Sure. Well, so we serve at the pleasure of the Executive Board of Trustees, which I'm actually also a member of that for the Community Foundation as well. But we are a committee of obviously volunteers, of trustees, who most of which have uh, some background in investments or finance. And our job is essentially to make sure that the assets of the foundation and donors uh, live up to expectations in terms of return. Uh, we have some fiduciary responsibilities r- related to that. Managing those dollars to ensure that when those dollars are committed to some charitable cause uh, at the donor's request or through the foundation's process, uh, that those, those dollars are there. So, um, and are growing for, uh, again, I think, as I mentioned, your know, growth in the community, things cost more. Um, so as uh, time goes on, we certainly want to make sure that those assets are growing and are, are there to help uh, the, the charitable causes in the community. What's the process if someone has uh, something that they would like to give to the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation? Sure. Well, most of that uh, starts uh, initially with Vern Hendricks and you know establishing a relationship. And, and really, the Community Foundation needs to understand what are the desires, uh, interests for the donor. And that's one of the pillars of this uh, organization is following through on donors' wishes. I mean, you can think of it as, you know, obviously a lot of people have trusts and the likes, but we're really the charitable side of the trust side to make sure that after a donor uh, passes, that their wishes and needs are fulfilled from a a community and charity perspective. And so the funds are uh, either transferred to the community foundation and the investment community invests those in what we consider pooled uh, funds. Uh, And so those are funds that we actually manage directly through the investment committee. Um, Or if what we've seen more of lately is the donor has a relationship with an investment advisor. Um, And as long as that's a uh, registered investment advisor, they can maintain their funds with their personal investment advisor. But that investment advisor then falls underneath the investment policy of the community foundation. And so we've we've gone from managing a relationship with one investment advisor when I first got engaged with the community foundation to, I would say, probably have 12 of them now. So it's a really different situation, but it's great. It's it's for the benefit of the donor. It's the GMCF podcast, and we're visiting with Matt Crocker, who is chair of the Investments Committee for the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation. What are some of the biggest challenges an investments committee may face? Well, I I think the biggest challenge that we've seen lately is trying to be flexible and manage uh, a donor's maybe specific request with um, fulfilling our overall fiduciary responsibilities to those donors. And so, for example, um, what I mean by that is we, we may have donors that have a very uh, specific 
interest in maybe ESG, environmentally sensitive, um, you know, investments is a a common theme now. And making sure that we can meet those donors' expectations, while at the same time we're not in a position to manage the expectation or manage the investments rather. And so, making sure our policy is comprehensive enough to cover the issues that we deal with, but not too comprehensive to start getting into an area where uh, we can't live up to our obligations of making sure that the donor's requests are made. So, And as we deal with more and more investment advisors, it's just a lot of communicating to those investment advisors what our policies are, why they're important to us. Um, I'd say that's been a challenge as we've continued to grow, but it's a good challenge. We had a recent interview with Mike Colon, who is uh-huh. uh, part of the Grants Committee. What kind of communication is there between the Investment Committee and the Grants Committee, or is that all handled pretty much through administration here at the GMCF with Vern? Yeah, I would say that that's primarily handled through administration. One of the reasons that I am serving as chair of this committee and also on the executive committee is to make sure that those committees can come back and have um, on, at a higher level, broader communication, but those are really handled separately. The, the only thing that would impact from an investment committee perspective is if a donor wanted to or wishes to make a contribution and commit to that, they may not want to keep their money in the stock market, for example. They know that it's going to be expended um, in the near future, and so they'll allocate that into a more conservative fund, which could, for a time being, uh, lay outside of our investment policies. But understanding why that's occurring would be a typical uh, discussion that we'd have with the grant side of things along with the investment side. What would be some words of advice that you would give to someone who wants to make uh, a sizable contribution that the investment committee uh, would be looking for? Yeah, I would encourage them, again, to reach out to Vern uh, Hendricks and uh, start some dialogue give themselves plenty of opportunity and time to understand and be comfortable with our process. Um, We're very transparent about what our process is, but certainly I I think that's a decision you want to make, you know, well-informed decision and take time to educate yourself. So if you have any indication of uh, wishing to do that, I encourage you to reach out to the community foundation and begin that process. There's, there's no commitment. Um, You know, there are people that have uh, spent years kind of exploring these things, but yeah, that'd be my advice just to, get started to think about it and educate yourself on how the process works and what we can do to fulfill your desires. Do you set a goal for the investments committee? Well, so in terms of returns, one of the one of the aspects of the investment committee is that we look at all the different portfolios um, and benchmark them against, um, you know, market-based indices. And we actually have quite a bit of discussion about what's an appropriate index to compare the performance to. But beyond ensuring that we are getting returns within the parameters of the market indexes. We don't have any per se goal as it relates to total funds of uh, available. That's actually more Vern. Vern's pretty good about setting a goal on, on that. So we, we let him handle that set. Well, Matt, we're certainly appreciative of not only you coming in and being a part of the GMCF podcast, but for the commitment that you make to the community and, and your company and, and the, the commitment that they have made over decades actually spanning centuries uh, to Manhattan and the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation because, you know, a lot of people may not realize that that it was the Goldstein Foundation that kind of kick-started a, a lot of work that has developed what's become the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation. Yeah, it's, uh, again, it's been quite an honor, and I feel blessed every day that Mr. Goldstein left a considerable amount of funds available for us to give away to people doing great things in this community. So, um, you know, we're, we're excited to be able to help uh, facilitate that and continue to make this a great community to live in, just like the Community Foundation's doing. So, 
He's Matt Crocker. He's chair of the Investments Committee for the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation. I'm Dave Lewis, and this has been the GMCF Podcast. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the GMCF Podcast, an inside look at the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation. You can always learn more about the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation at our website, mcfks.org. Stop by our offices at 555 Points Avenue in downtown Manhattan or give us a call at 785-5878-995. The GMCF podcast is funded by the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation so that we can keep you up to date on the efforts of a number of private foundations, nonprofit agencies, and community events. We also invite you to subscribe to the GMCF podcast on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Dave Lewis, your host of the GMCF Podcast, which is hosted and produced in the Ad Astra Cast Studios in downtown Manhattan.